Welcome to another episode of Reimagined Faith with TJ and Lauren and Destiny. And we're just kind of coming in mid-conversation about kind of where we're at with things, with reimagining, kind of reimagining what faith and and what we're feeling called to individually is looking like, and then kind of what the intersections of of that kind of building community together can look like. And maybe mm. maybe where the intersections are we're just reimagining together and uh, destiny had some questions and i'm going yes. maybe start off as as the guinea pig and just uh let her ask some things oh tj thank you because like let me tell you what just came up for me so random not random but Destiny has some questions, and that has always been who I am, like the kid in class with like a million questions. And, you know, I remember being just affirmed by teachers of no stupid question. You always ask the question, you know, where some people look at you like, put your hand down. Don't ask the question. So thank you for that, TJ, because yeah. I do have questions. I, I, I affirm that in you. And that's helpful because I often don't formulate the question. I, I start with what I think the answer might be and try and figure out how I got there. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, we're such a good mix. Such a good mix here. So my question is about this next step, which makes me super excited because I I love the next thing. I'm, I'm always like ready for what's next and new. So tell us a little bit about that for you. Well, as we're recording this in early November, this probably won't drop until early February. So I'm assuming that by this point in time, I've had conversations with everybody I need to have conversations with. And I have no idea what I'll be doing at this point in time, three months down the road. Of course. But I'm just trusting that it's in a good spot and blessing that. Uh, But right now, as it's still very early and fresh, yeah, uh, I do believe that my wife and I are being called to move from Nashville, where we have spent collectively over 13 years, or I have at least. I think she's about three years behind me, but over 10 years collectively. Uh, all all but two years of our relationship together has been spent here in, in two different segments. Uh, and I feel like we're being called specifically to Paducah, Kentucky, where we only know two people. <laughs> this is my type of conversation. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Whoa. Yeah. And I, I was telling y'all that I've only been there twice. My wife and I have only been there together once a few weeks ago. And somewhere in between that time, uh, there's a building right in downtown about a block away from where our friends live. Uh, and it's uh, been, it's vacant and it's been painted with monarch butterflies, which, which has come to, to mean a symbol for us of the Holy spirit and specifically uh, a symbol uh, for Amanda's grandmother who passed a couple years ago. Uh, and so that feels like a very spiritual kind of drawn, if not specifically to that space. I mean, it's right in the heart of downtown Paducah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oh wondering, my God. wondering about I love that. Those God winks or those, the confirmations are, and of course we all get them in so many different ways. Yeah. 
Uh, but but I think our work situations are just kind of lining up to where I, I think, you know, uh, Amanda's work, she's starting to realize the things that she likes doing and the things that she probably doesn't want to focus her whole career on and having mm-hmm. to have some conversations, um, especially because how, how her salary is mostly funded is by a grant doing mm-hmm. something that, you know, she, she doesn't love, sure. but, but how could you still keep that up and figure out some kind of way to work remotely? And she's having a lot of good conversations about how that can look right now. My job is just kind of naturally probably reaching its fulfillment, I, I would say of this season. And, and I'm kind of naturally entering into a new season, probably a transitional season with work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then I would probably be starting maybe from scratch again in Paducah, Kentucky, which I, I've found myself there many times in my journey. So I'm not really too worried about that. And that probably just a huge part of it, like the starting, the starting over, starting over, starting over, but not Mm. from, but we're not really ever starting over from scratch because we're starting with like experience and so much more wisdom. And so I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. And I feel like it's just so on time with where we all are, like coming out of something, really, really feeling called and led to something new, maybe not knowing what that looks like. (laughs) But I know one thing is that we all are pretty clear on what we don't want it to look like, what we're not okay with, what has not worked. One of the things that you just said, TJ, was that you didn't want your face is something. Tell me more about that line or that comment, because I I have so many questions. Well, one of the ideas that we were talking about when we were talking about this episode was kind of the patriarchy and how we don't want to just support things that support the way systems have always been. I've always been a collaborative person. I mean, I think that's a big reason why we're all talking in the way that we are right now and having, having this, this open forum that we want to make open for everybody that wants to be a part of this. Um, and yeah, I, I recognize that I have some natural leadership, qualities and that people tend to be drawn to that kind of thing especially when it's a a a guy talking and people seem to think he knows what he's talking about (laughs) so with that i don't know but that that seems to just always be a thing in our culture for whatever reason you you put a guy on a pedestal with a microphone and they seem to know what they're talking about people want to follow up for some reason i don't know why that is i've always had a reticence towards that um, but I also realize there's a power and, and because people might would listen to me that might not listen to other people, how do I use that voice to bring other voices and other people in with other ideas and give power and platform to that, that we can ha- come up, you know, it's like the, the nights in the round table. It's like, there mm-hmm. is no head of the table. It's, it's just the table and we're, we're all coming equally to the table. So, 
and I, I feel like that's that's what we're doing here that's what we want to set the table for um you know there's discernment in that is it's like what well what do we collectively kind of feel drawn to or feel like is true versus isn't true i think there is still a testing of the spirits kind of discernment thing that needs to happen in community uh there's you know checks and balances um but even in the idea of buildings, I felt drawn to build something for probably seven, eight years and just didn't know what I was drawn to build. Okay. It's only in the last several years that I felt like it had something to do with faith and community. Maybe a podcast had something to do with it. Um, that's probably what led me into the spiritual direction program where Destiny and I, where we met. Um. And yeah, it just seems like the further I keep coming along, the further it keeps. It's interesting that in this season, it's like the first season that my wife and I haven't really been strongly connected or involved uh, in some kind of leadership way with a church. Um, it's kind of been a desert season for us in terms of being able to find consistent connection and community in the faith realm. Whereas for me, I know my wife has kind of been on the opposite end of that spectrum at times, but for me, I've had probably the most connection to God and spirit through the practices and the daily meditation and the things that I'm learning than I ever have in this yeah. season. And so the the juxtaposition of feeling the closest to God that I've ever felt, but also the most disconnected to mm. church and community and the ideas of 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 what people consider Christianity. Right. That I ever have. And I just I just have to believe that that is not like a coincidence. No, can't be. Like it is not by chance, right? Yeah. So, so in reimagining what 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 can fill that void of community and friendship and building and bolstering faith and creating a space that challenges people to lean into spirit without going so far off you know, the deep end to, you know, go into things that would would harm ourselves spiritually, but that would actually bolster us and connect us and ground us deeper. Mm -hmm. You know, there is that that gray area where you just have to discern the whole way, you know, what what is helpful, what isn't helpful, what do we give space for, what do we not give space for? And you know, I've I've individually had to be doing that, and I don't see the harm in trying to find a space where a community, right, does that together. Yeah, because I I think we just have to have it. I think what this time and has really shown me is definitely how there are some really, really unhelpful things that we've done as, you know, at, at local churches and organizations. 
um, the beauty of the individual walk with Christ, that journey, but then also the need for the connection. So it's like, it's there. It's like, it, it has to be some beautiful, happy medium. It sounds like you're moving in that direction, TJ. But Lauren, I would love to hear from you, like when you're sitting and you're dreaming and you're reimagining, like what does that look like? And of course, you know, I already sent you, you know, what if it's just, what if it's counseling centers? Because for me, like that feels like church. It feels so authentically in line with um, my ministry, my heart, what I feel called to do. Um, bridging the gap, you know, between like um, science and spirituality, that feels like a sweet spot for me. And I would love to hear, of course, and from Lauren, and I feel like there is nothing like more beautiful than like being a mother. And here Lauren is just had this baby. And I know she's getting all these beautiful downloads and and I, of course, I know she's she's taking care of baby Lillian at this moment. So at any point, Lauren, when you're able to jump in and share. But I, TJ, I'm going to share this with you and let's just bounce it back and forth. But when I think about the purpose of the local church, I think about meeting the needs, helping and healing. Mm. Right. So like, what if that doesn't look like what the church has done the past whatever years, but what if it does look more like a counseling center? And then I, you know, I have been really, really craving diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of culture, diversity of all of it in an, in an effort to expand the body, right? Really break out of what we've been doing and I'm like what better way to do that than have like a counseling center because the when you come into a counseling center you're coming in there with the particular need what do y'all think those are just some thoughts that float around in my mind but I, I feel like there's any infinite numbers of ways to define what what it can look like because we're each uniquely made and gifted and have a unique calling on our lives right and you know why can't it look like a counseling center and a podcast and maybe me doing some kind of church not church plant still yeah. figuring out what that is oh i love it just the just the breaking out of whatever the mold is. And why could they not all support each other in some way? Sure. Cause we're connected. That's, that's mm -hmm. what we all agree on. It's we are all connected and we're all a part of the body. Yeah. yeah. And I think just with, I guess within the season too, what comes up for me when I think about as you're talking about like the counseling center and then that being a realm of churches. I'm wondering what it would look like if we took the church in a sense with us in every space that we inhabit. 
So like if we take that healing element with us or just the gifting or even just um, just sharing, you know, just sharing the good news. What if we took that into every single space that we had and then we made every space that we inhabited the church? So even um, like just if we're in a so say, for instance, the counseling center, absolutely. Well, it can work as a healing place. But what about even in that corporate office? What about going there and transitioning and turning that into a place that can also um, not only fuel people's financial needs as they show up to work, but also give them other resources to help them, you know, grow more spiritually? Because what we know is that if we can show up in the fullness of who we are in whatever space we're in, that's going right. to be beneficial for the spaces that we're in. Um, and so I think, you know, as as I begin to like reimagine faith and what that looks like just in this season is taking everything that I am in every space that I can be in. And then like mm-hmm. everybody did that as the body of the church. And, and yeah. because we are the church yeah, and, right. and wherever we are, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's the energy we're going to bring if we're intentional about it. What if we, and what if we existed in community to help people figure out how to do that? in their own lives uniquely kind of where they're planted with their skill set. How do we, instead of trying to centralize church to being a singular Sunday morning expression, literally be the change in the community where we're planted. Mm. And maybe we gather once a week to try and, reset and figure out how we can do that and then maybe building up relationships where we're meeting with the 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 people that are of, of the community and we're we're trying to have accountability and and um just spiritual friendship that can help you know bounce ideas and and support each other as mm-hmm. we're figuring out what that looks like, where we're planted with our skill set. What if we create new rhythms and new expectations? And it's not just, you know, pastor flock. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm really interested even to like how do we get there like when you look into scripture you look at the different makeups of the church and it's like whoa I mean how did we get to a place where it is just that it was that simplified and maybe that was the goal to simplify it maybe Hmm. oh because we did talk about in the last session how like when something is all over the place, like we want to make it more orderly or simplified, maybe structured, more yeah. structured. Well, structure uh, feels like safety to most people. Yeah. It's the known. We know what's going to happen. So that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the more we connect to God and spirit, the more he calls us to embrace the unknown yeah to walk on water with him you know like Mm -hmm. trust me while you're out there yeah Yeah. because structure will be like it begin to feel like um 
bondage for me. Not well, like well, structure becomes the foundations that we build our idols that keep us from connecting to God from. Mm-hmm. Comes mm-hmm. that rigidity and entrapment. But then so what'd you say, Lauren? I'll say it just becomes a rigidity and entrapment if we're not careful. So share share from your perspective now, like even as a mom, like mm-hmm. you have a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So some of that is beautiful and helpful, right? Like, I mean, isn't it challenging? Because like, yes, structure, it's so good for child development. And- mm-hmm. So I, think, I think the way I look at structure now is a little bit maybe different in this realm, but it's all it's kind of how I like to when I was even just uh, coaching or teaching with other parents and things like that before I had my own was like the block time frame. Right. So I would say like bedtime, let's do, you know, if you're trying to do bedtime, make it from seven to eight thirty. Um, mm-hmm. saying we're, you know, going to be in the bed at 745, you know, in that way that we have a little bit of flexibility, but it's still within the structure. So that's just kind of how I think it's helpful. Um, it's yeah. to have flexibility within the structure. Um, and so even with her, you know, like we have our morning routine and our, and things like that. And I like to have it done within a certain window. Um, but then also if it doesn't get done within a window, it doesn't get done within the window as yeah. well. So having some of that flexibility within that structural range and saying like, okay, well, I want to do some sensory activity um, in the mornings and the morning could be from 7.30 to 10.30, you know? And so if I get some sensory activity in at that time, then I feel like, okay, we're we're on the the right path here. Um, And, but then, you know, I think as we're growing and developing, when I think about what she needs, she does yeah. know what's happening um, throughout the day because then she's trying to get a sense of the world. And so she needs to know that there's trust. And I think so. I think there's just like certain levels, maybe even with us when we depend on God in a sense, you know, like if yeah. I can see him showing up, then yeah. part of that is me trusting him. And yeah. so like trusting him is going to get easier down the road because I already know that he's going to show up and take care of me. So like if she cries, I'm going to tend to her, to her need. Yeah. And so therefore she's going to be like, hmm, I can cry for a little bit and I know my mom's going to come and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and so kind of, I think God still works with us the same way. Well, and- well, I, I think even Jesus used the same kind of, you know, uh, iconography and in, in his parables where he's saying, you know, he's, he's the shepherd, the good shepherd and his sheep know his voice, you know, yeah, uh, that very pastoral, language meaning that the sheep will respond and be comforted by his voice but not necessarily just any voice um but also what you're talking about stages of development i think should be built into the dna of whatever we built individually or collectively because just right. like we were talking about the critical journey and the stages of development of faith yes young kids and younger people people who are spiritually younger who are still developing a framework of of belief and faith and just kind right. of baby stepping into you know a life of faith they do need a little bit more rails and structure because that is developmentally uh appropriate spiritually just like it is for kids 
physically, you know? Yeah. Uh, and of course, I mean, and, and of course, all throughout scripture, right? We can, there's the relational piece of parenting children, right? That we're children of God. So I love that parallel. Super, super helpful because when we continue to grow, I don't have to see my parent to know that they're there and to to hear their voice and to be reminded of their teachings and things of that nature. That is so beautiful. But then when we get older and we don't necessarily need them in the same way, in the same role, on the macro level, we're all even footing the children of God. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they might be my my earthly, you know, parent, but sure. they're also my brother, my sister. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this equally. And at a certain point, I think part of, of both raising kids, but also helping raise people's spiritual awareness to, to know who they are in God uh, should be a similar process of coming to that point to where you don't have to be over them, but th- we can lock shoulder and shoulder and be on even footing together. Co-laborers, right? Yes, co-laborers. I love it. Co-laborers. And most structures aren't built that way. Uh, I cannot wait to see what unfolds. Like, I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what unfolds. So, so when we talk about this, what, what, what are you feeling drawn to destiny? I think Lauren and, and I talked about kind of what we were being drawn to. Uh, What, what do you feel drawn to in this, this kind of macro idea as you're reimagining faith, reimagining, you know, what do you think God has for you in the near future? So I feel like, um, Right now, I don't know. I don't know. I think both of you guys know this. I've been doing a very much day-by-day type of thing. (laughs) Like, I literally do not know. But what is becoming much easier is what to say no to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm just in a space of saying no to some things because, like, things that are not for me, are feeling very, very overwhelming. Mm. So like even listening, even just listening through all of this, thinking through all the different pieces, it kind of makes me feel exhausted. So like what I'm taking away from that is just really, really, um, it's like I'm being called into my lane. You know, I'm being called into my lane that I can say no to things that are not mine. Now, can we do everything right? We've done that. Y'all. We've been in seasons where we're just doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, But I really, really feel excited to be like, it, it feels like it's narrowing in where I can absolutely be in my lane and do what I am called to do. So I don't know what the yes is exactly. I think I have a feeling. I know mental health counseling, um, that is my jam. It is very much in line with my gifts. 
Um, it is very much in line with the desires of my heart. And I feel very confident saying no to things. So that makes me excited, y'all. Like, yeah. So maybe you know, that's a good transition point to to maybe all of us just take a minute or two before we kind of wrap up to to maybe identify some of the things we don't want this reimagining faith and wherever it leads us to to look like. Oh, that's good. I feel like you were right there, Destiny. You you have some ideas. Yeah. So one is um doing everything so that to me is like a big no you know i know um just in different times you're just pulled to do whatever's most helpful in the moment right and you guys know how that is when you're building something it's like all hands on deck come on and do this right um and and we can but i want to say no to things that are not in line with the vision that God has given me, things that are not in line with um, my calling and my gifting. And I want to say no to it. Like, uh-uh. I want to be in my in my lane because I know I I that's where I excel. I do it well. And it doesn't feel like work. Like I I literally get to show up and be who I'm created to be and it doesn't feel heavy. So that sounds like alignment with the Holy Spirit to me. Mm, that's my prayer. Amen. What about you, Lauren? Oh, I think for me, um, the boundaries piece, kind of like what, what Destiny was saying about the saying no, but having those sense of boundaries too with things um, and with people too, it's been super helpful. Um, and going back to the beginning for me. So which, which means boundaries with like distractions and things like that, but just going back to the original of what, like, what did God tell me the last time? What was the last thing that he said um, for me to do? So going back to that and focusing on that has been like a real thing. So what I don't want is everything that is outside of what he has said. And what I do want is everything that is inside of what he has said Um, And that really hasn't changed, I guess, which is maybe a positive, but then also an area of, you know, I'm negative, like negative too, that hasn't changed because I might need, I was probably not listening or not moving or something of that nature. Um, But yeah, maybe you're just in a time of of kind of marinating and sitting. Oh, that's that's good. See, TJ, that was nice. Thank you. That was very beautiful. I, I feel like sometimes we enter, I know I have seasons yeah. of waiting where we're oh, yeah. we're kind of waiting on God and we're waiting on the right moment yeah. for action. To, to My, step into it. Absolutely. And you're and a whole and you're a whole mama. I got a whole baby now, you know. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. So you're you're actively waiting. You're not uh, oh yeah. You're not inactive in the waiting. No, actively waiting, keeping those strong boundaries, kind of what Destiny was saying was recognizing what what might get in the way. Um, yeah. What might get in the way. I think that's, yeah. yeah. That. I, identifying what voices and things not mm-hmm. to give credence and, and listen to is crucial. Yes, absolutely. 
My goodness, because oh, get derailed. Yes, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is the, I know the more I start talking about some of these big ideas that I have and things that I do feel on a spiritual level drawn to, there's going to be dissenting voices and dissenting mm-hmm. voices from people that I care about and care about their opinions, but also feel like I can't hold those above what mm. I feel God drawing me to. And I know I cannot synthesize that experience and that feeling for other people that might just care about my well-being and the choices that I and my wife might be making. Uh, so how to mm. how to validate people's thoughts without making those the foundation from which I have to make my own decisions. Mm. That's so be- that's so beautiful, TJ. Mm-hmm. I hope that I can grow to be as beautiful. I don't know about that, but just just trying to love people well, even in mm. disagreement. Isn't that good? That yeah. needs that our next um let's do a whole thing on that yes let's go there let's go there yeah how do we love each other while actively disagreeing with each other and maybe even our choices that was my meditation this morning that's a good one yeah Mm -hmm. i love it because we literally have to close our ears to it and um that's challenging but how, how do we actively love people well in the midst of disagreement, though, because it's easy to just love them at a distance and not engage with them. Mm-hmm. But like when it's your parents or mentors or people that you really give credence to their opinions and their voices, when you know something Ooh. is God and you know exactly what you need to do, how do you compartmentalize and still have love for the people actively? that you're in relationship with without just kind of like putting them in the corner and their ideas in the corner and saying, okay, that's good. Not going to pay attention to that. Why can't they go in the corner? I'm just curious. Okay. This is the next, the next session (laughs) Go in the corner and why can't I love them well and actively from the corner? Oh, let's talk about that. Well, maybe, maybe you can. Maybe it's like mindfulness in action. Maybe you can hear them. They don't even need to go to the corner because you're listening to God more than you're listening to them. Yeah. And I can definitely, I'm looking forward to this because I want you guys to tell me (laughs) from maybe things that I have shared with others, how helpful that has been and maybe not so much because I can be pretty vocal. Yeah, well, same, same. Often I, sometimes I have the right thing to say, even to the right person, but the wrong moment. Ooh, okay. And, and, and finding that moment can make all the difference. Well, thank you for sharing that, TJ, because my takeaway is as we are reimagining faith and we are taking these steps of faith every day that some things we need to guard and we need to protect and we need to use discernment and 
when to share, how to share, if to share. <laughs> so thank you. That is a beautiful reminder. Yeah. Reminder. I can't wait to dive into it more next time. Yes. Let's do it. This one's going to be good. I think we got next episode already. Oh, yeah. So until next time, guys, this has been another episode of Reimagined Faith. Find us on the socials. uh, Like, rate, review, subscribe, and join the conversation. Let us know how you're reimagining your own faith. Bye.